The moderator of the Church of Scotland is a figurehead who chairs the annual General Assembly. The tenure runs from May for the period of one year, during which the moderator represents the Church at civic events, visiting congregations and projects in Scotland and elsewhere. The Right Reverend Colin Sinclair is the minister of Palmerston Place Church in Edinburgh. He has been moderator for this past year and will give up office on 16th May. We spoke to him and his wife Ruth from their home in Morningside, where their daily Facebook broadcasts are making them social media sensations. So moderator, you and your wife Ruth seem to now be the YouTube sensations during oh COVID-19, is that correct? <laughs> It really is a very strange thing. When our diary was completely wiped in the middle of March, I was asked to write a few words for a Sunday newspaper and the communications department said, why don't you make that into a, a, a message and we'll put it on, on, on the website for the first Sunday when there was no um, church services. And then they came back and were astonished. They said there's been 40,000 views across the social media sites. And they asked if I would do a, a daily reflection, I said only if I can do it with Ruth, because we worked together as a team all year. So we started off, and I think we're now into a, just on our thirty-second uh, daily reflection. And uh, surprisingly, <laughs> people are staying with us, which is great. <laughs> well, that's fabulous. But of course, um, your message is very much that while the church buildings are closed, the Church of Scotland is very much open for business. And also, of course, that your your pastoral support is being offered to anybody who's out there watching your YouTube channel and not just people who are members of the church. Yeah, absolutely. And the extraordinary thing is, I mean, I'll be quite honest with you, when the diary was wiped overnight, it was slightly not just because we were looking forward to the people we were going to meet and the places we were going to go, but just because, for me particularly, it felt like being dropped in limbo. Colin has continued to be incredibly busy online. So the, the wonderful thing about these morning reflections has been that this sense that Colin is finishing his year there for the whole church and beyond and not just for those we would have visited which is amazing. And the very, the very first Sunday, yes. um, the churches were closed when Colin preached, as he said, we were just, I found myself feeling quite excited because you couldn't turn around without hearing church or faith on social media. And I just think amidst the difficulty, this is an amazing opportunity, not just for those in the church to connect together, but those beyond. Absolutely. And of course, um, moderator, you are um, in, in your day job, as it were, uh, the minister. Yes, I am. I, I, I... Church where, where you rather abandoned your flock to go on this wonderful year as moderator. And I know that you were leaving them in good hands. But tell us a little bit about um, perhaps Palmerston Place Church, and also then uh, we'll move on to what you've done this okay. last year. Yeah, one of the, the lovely things, I mean, one of the, the hardest parts of becoming moderator is leaving the church. We've been in Palmerston Place almost 24 years now. And what has been wonderful is that um, we've been able to cover our, our year's absence with an in-house team. 
um, we've been very blessed that we've had a stream in the last few years of members of the church who've become candidates for the ministry and gone on to become ministers. And um, one of my uh, members has just retired as senior prison chaplain, so he became the interim moderator. Another of our elders has just finished his theological studies, so he's doing his probationary period. And then we have two ministerial assistants, one of whom just been accepted as a candidate. Plus, we have other candidates who are members of the congregation. So between them, they've done a fabulous job while we've been away. Um, and when um, COVID-19 affected church services, they've been able to then do, as so many other churches do, uh, either produce a pre-recorded service using Zoom, whereby four or five people take part, or this last Sunday, they had a live worship in which everyone who was able to came on in Zoom and we were able to see members of the congregation we hadn't seen for the last year. They've also been able to do Bible studies and prayer meetings and even Kirk sessions by Zoom. And it may be that when everything goes back to normal, if it ever does, we'll never see each other in reality ever again, but always via social media. (laughs) (laughs) We have to hope not. We really have to hope not. <laughs> well, you just have to uh, to to turn to Colin for that, <laughs> Mrs. Sinclair. Um, I'm I'm interested to know uh, the the moderator's year starts, of course, in May, and you started last May. Um, so tell us a little about where you've been, and I I do know some of the story of where you've been, uh, but do tell us where you've been and who you've met. One of the things I wasn't sure about was what happened after the General Assembly was over. Um, Each moderator visits four presbyteries. We managed to visit two of them before lockdown happened and spent 10 days in Caithness and 10 days in Lanark. What was lovely about that is you get a chance really to immerse yourself in a community meeting both the church and civic society. You see what's happening at a business level and a charity level. So these were two great visits. In Caithness, I found uh, relatives of mine, because the Sinclairs come from Caithness, that I didn't know existed. And in Lanark, they managed to fit in 43 meetings in about nine days, which was extraordinary. Um, We also did two overseas trips. Uh, We went to Ghana, where my wife actually was born and spent her childhood years and to Zambia, where I worked for three years back in the 70s. What else did we do, Ruth? Well, what else did we not do? It's been an absolutely extraordinary year, and sometimes <laughs> we hope to have time to look back and actually relive them all, um, because you it was a ten- case of going from one unique bubble to another without time to process in between. So people keep saying to me, what were the highlights Um, or name a highlight and I find that impossible because within each unique bubble there was a high there were that was the highlight so I like to think more that the absolute highlight was overall meeting real people where they are where they're at whether that's in the state hospital car stairs or prisoners just out of prison or drug addicts or royalty or church leaders it doesn't matter meeting people and making connections and that will always be precious and to be in the state hospital car stairs with Colin preaching and feel a more real sense of the presence of God than I've tangibly than I've met in a long time was just for me will live forever in my heart but uh, so whether it's with the homeless or in the palace 
people. Yes, it's uh, it's it's all about people, and of course that's uh, as you, you we've touched on your your final two visits. Um, you've had to leave them out. Well, where we they, had the, in going the two months be? that were left. We Which were meant first of all. We were meant to be in Rome. We were to have an audience with with the Pope. We were to speak at Spring Harvest in Harrogate. I was to lecture in Oxford. We were to do a presbytery visit for uh, uh, in Inverness and another one in Dundee. And then there was all sorts of one-off events like uh, as normally happens during the year. So it was a very full diary. In fact, we were wondering how we'd cope with it at the end of a long year. And instead, we, by the time we finish uh, these broadcasts, uh, Daily Reflections, I think it will be our 50th Daily Reflection in eight weeks that we'll have actually done, which has uh, been quite demanding writing 50 talks uh, fresh each day. <laughs> well, now you now you know how it feels to be a radio presenter. I'm sure. I'm sure you have a. You know, there there, there must be a future in this. I think, uh, even even though the new moderator uh, Martin Fair is going to take over on the 16th of May, and of course he's got the uh, he's going to have a, a virtual inauguration, which I'm sure you know you probably don't envy him that. I'm sure it must have been lovely for you up at New College to to um, experience it at the General Assembly. Um, but uh, what what happens then after your year ends? Do you uh, just go back to Palmerston Place? Yes, well, first of all, it's you, not just going back because uh, we look forward to going back to join our congregation. They've been very supportive in prayer and dropping words of encouragement. And uh, we'll have a complete break. Um, we want to keep a low profile, not to cast a shadow over Martin, who will be an excellent moderator. Um, and then we will return to Palmerston Place and it'll be business as usual. Well, except it won't be. Except it won't be, <laughs> because we're not sure if we have church physically to go back to. So we may, may be going back virtually for the first while until we're allowed back in some form into our building. Yeah, the extraordinary thing is, um, yeah, as we said to Martin, in some ways he he's not getting the normal start, and we're not getting the normal finish. Um, but the great thing about uh, the Church of Scotland is that, you know. You don't get any airs and graces. Had it gone ahead as planned, we would have had this incredibly busy diary. And I would not have had to cook Colin's tea for the last two months. But instead of which, I've been dropped back into domestic cuddle. But that aside, we would have had a busy diary followed by the grand finale and the climax of the assembly with all its ceremony and significance. And then at the end of that, having handed over, we'd have gone and got our bus pass out and got the bus home you know it, it's it's the way it is and so it's he, it slightly not, unreal for everyone way, isn't instead it? of a thousand people being in the assembly hall or we come saturday there'll be five of us <laughs> but it will be televised in fact more people may see the installation of martin than normally watch um when, when i was installed a year ago because although then the assembly hall was full uh, not necessarily the numbers who will watch when I think Martin's installed would have watched when I was installed a year ago. Yeah, and that's going to be televised um, on presumably on no, no, it's it's Scotland on, or something. It'll be on. It'll be on the Church Line. of Scotland website and on the Facebook page. And that it'll be, it'll be, it'll be the way that the Church of Scotland normally does its general assemblies. It connects online uh, through that, not rather than television. Okay. 
yeah so the, the the church of scotland has its youtube channel and of course the website is www.churchofscotland.org.uk so how do you think um this year perhaps if we take ourselves back to pre-covid 19 how do you think this year has uh, perhaps affected you most i mean i know you went back to zambia where you lived in a car for three years and uh so the, the foot uh how has it affected you and perhaps um, your um outlook i think on life? i think we both felt immeasurably enriched maybe you start off as a moderator thinking you might change the church or change the world and then realize the point of the year is to change you um we've been blessed with making friendships for example with the uh, church leaders from across the denominations in quite a new way and with other faith leaders in a new way. We've been enormously humbled as we've seen how ordinary congregations have really taken seriously how they can serve their communities and their parishes and just the creative doggedness which has put an idea and translated it into practice. We've been very proud of what the Church of Scotland does through its cross-reach social care services where it joins the dots from working um, with uh, young mums with postnatal depression right the way through to those with dementia uh, in care homes and everything in between and uh, um, and i think also we've 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 realized that although the church numbers um, have been falling the respect in which the role of the moderator is held it, it still remains um, astonishingly high and we've had uh, enjoyed the privilege of meeting whether our week with the armed forces or meeting with the uh, provost and lord provost around the country just at the the courtesy and the hospitality they've extended to us i hope in terms of our tone that we are gentler uh, more affirming um, and uh, enriched by that what 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 have you noticed ruth well mm -hmm. i've noticed so much but just to try and narrow it down what I found so encouraging and amazing is there are so many bad news stories about the church. People love bad news. But traveling around, we have been in, until this couple of months, we have been in different churches every Sunday for a year. And can I just say there are no two churches the same. There are no two congregations the same. There are no two styles of worship the same. And whether it's a big church or a small church or a struggling church or a thriving church, there are wonderful, committed Christian folk working away for God and for the community around them. And I think that's been very, very humbling, actually. And um, that's before we go abroad and all these other places which have very different challenges but again have so much to teach us so we've learned a lot and uh, yeah. we've been very humbled by a lot of it and and what about um now during um this lockdown the, the church presumably is coming to the fore in certain areas and helping people who need help i mean actual practical help i know um, you've been putting out the message uh, in your daily worship, but uh, um, how is the church involved in in practical help for people um, who are yes, I, finding this a real I think struggle? There's been a number of ways, and in some ways, of course, the church has been uh, ahead of the curve because some of the things we've been doing already in serving the community, for example, 
quite a number of congregations have supported actively the word of food banks. One of the issues that's been more recently has been that um, people can't get to food banks to deliver food. So in quite a number of our cities, there are churches which are drop-off points where people can leave food, which will then be taken to the food banks. Sometimes uh, they've been able to supply uh, to those who are financially struggling some Tesco vouchers to help them with that, or they've contacted people in their community or parish, as we call it, to say, you know, are you needing help with getting a prescription collected? Or are you feeling um, isolated? Perhaps someone could arrange to give you a phone call once a week and, and, and just talk to you about things like that. Um, I know our daughter is, works uh, on the staff team at Wester Hales, and she's been involved not just in terms of food banks, but trying to recognise uh, vulnerable children there who will need extra support or protection when the schools are shut and, and there are other situations uh, like that. So I think... Um, what, what I've, I've been impressed about is that although, like with every institution, uh, lockdown has brought severe financial pressures, which will be ongoing on the institution, there has yet been more creativity and imagination uh, than I've seen for a long time. It's interesting that if, if the assembly I was moderator over was characterised by its radical action plan, we're now living through such a radical time that the action plan has been accelerated in a way which otherwise it might not have. And uh, I'm hoping that when we go back, it won't be business as usual. Of course, I'm looking forward to seeing people, but I'm looking forward to seeing some of the changes in creativity bed itself down in a church for the future. And, and so in actual fact, then, perhaps COVID-19 has actually been a little bit of a positive step for the church and, uh, you know, taking you, perhaps taking you out of your comfort zone and making you um, reach out to I mean, people let, uh, let, Let's online. not take away from the fact that... that for so many people, it, it, it's not been a positive thing at all. Uh, people who have been frightened, isolated, have had loved ones who've been unwell, haven't been able to visit them in hospital haven't been able to attend funerals. So no one would have wished COVID-19 on anyone. And uh, that continues to be. But that said, there have been good things that have come out of a bad situation. I think Ruth's going to add something on that. Yes, <clears throat> I was just going to say um, our humble morning reflections, which depend on very erratic homespun technology, which you would find hilarious if you could see it. Um, and as our listeners know, we've had several technical disasters which we've worried about but they seem to have found hilarious so um but what i have loved <laughs> is you know a large number of you every day we don't know who they are but every day about 200 comment and um that is just so lovely because there's a sense of this new community of people belonging to a community and now we have people increasingly from abroad as well, from Australia, Zambia, Ghana, America, Canada, Germany, Sweden. Don't ask me how they get there, but they're there, South Africa, joining in. And the lovely thing is that not only do they comment to us, but they've started to connect with each other. So we've had some very poignant messages from people who have lost loved ones and are now on lockdown on their own. And... I'll try and respond to them, but so do other people. They connect. People they've never met in their lives before are connecting and feeling part of a family 
the family of God, even in isolation um, from every corner of the globe. And I just find that quite moving. Great. Well, I better ask you then to finish off. I better ask you, Ruth, what are you cooking for Colin's tea today? To know that at half past eleven in the morning. So you're so so no no domestic goddess then no no recipes to share, but definitely a lot of fun and laughter yes. in I, your I daily uh, you that he will daily, uh, and he sessions. did comment yesterday that he was eating quite well these days so I'm not doing too badly but if one more person says online that they're doing far more housework now that they're on lockdown than they ever did before they may be in for trouble we haven't had quite time to finish sorting out and unpacking from no. having to move back in a hurry because we had to move out of the mods flat earlier than planned so we we had Yes, I got yes, love and you're now back in your house. Of a yeah. house that's been empty for a year. Um, I'm not sure that Colin's looking forward to, to sorting out being the alternative to a life online, but um, we'll see. Oh, well. Well, you'll just have to see and perhaps uh, take up a Palmerston <laughs> Place YouTube channel or something along those lines. I shall set you that challenge, but thank you so very much for speaking with us today and just to remind people that they can for the next few days anyway see you on the Church of Scotland YouTube channel. But thank okay, you thank and you. have Lovely a great day. You. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Reporter podcast. Listen out for more episodes coming soon.